Welcome to another episode of Gospel on Tap. Well, if you joined us last episode, we concluded with a charitable discussion on whether churches should meet or not during this time. And uh, there was some uh, agreement and then some different different views on, on what that actually looks like. And so mm-hmm. um, although last episode you were concluding with, you know, your, your reasons as to uh, why we should meet the church's place in all this, um, which is, I mean, you said a lot of good stuff, so I encourage uh, everyone to go back and listen to that episode. It's really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think I said great things, frankly, <laughs> but hey. <laughs> I know. Uh, Marcus Marcus was texting. He's like, Mike is beating you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He was saying the same thing to me, but he's like, hey, don't let him bully you, man. Push back on him, this guy. And I said, hey, apply your Sonship stuff, dude. Maybe Sonship. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Aldo, why don't you just kick off the conversation, man? You know, since you were essentially concluded the the last convo on, on it, and you know, we can kind of go back and forth. And, yeah. yeah and so Jose, I'd like to hear from you too, man. Cause I don't know what you guys are doing at, at Christ Family as far as like, are you meeting or are you not meeting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, look, um, every let's say this: everyone agrees that there needs to be a level of wisdom and precaution. So let's not say to be wise is not to meet. Okay, Um, because the people that are desiring to meet, they're just unwise. I think that everybody agrees that there is a real danger. There is a real uh, level of an intensification of 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 danger. Right. Um, And that everybody needs to act differently. Um, But I guess what we want to address um, is what are the reasons for. Responding by ecclesiological, it just means church, seclusion of some sorts um, and, and a, a virtual kind of season or um, for maintaining some kind of uh, cautious gathering. You know, I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. for, for example, like for us, like we're not meeting in the same way than we met. We're not doing that. Um, but we're, we're going to continue to have uh, meetings. And so, again, we're not talking about, we could, that, that could be another conversation where we talk about, like, how do you, but I guess, like, yeah, what, what are, you know, we want to, like, uh, I guess process out loud. And listen, one of the things I don't like about the Christian world, particularly the social media world, is that we don't know how to have intellectual conversations. All we know how to do is shove down other people's throats what we are absolutely sure about in five minutes, okay? <laughs> so in five minutes, everybody knows everything about this and know exactly how they're going to talk about every single particular nuance. Um, mm. And I'm, I'm just here to let you know that if, you know, if you don't process this like me, you're either some kind of fanatic or a sellout, you know? And I'm like, no, dude, like, why don't you give compelling reasons um, for why you feel that way? And actually compelling ones, don't just regurgitate um, the common cliches of the hour, okay? We all know the common cliches of the hour, but thoughtful, thoughtful um, ideas coming from Scripture, reason, and conscience. And so um, here, here's, I guess, you know, and we'll, we'll just go back and forth about this, um, but here's one thing that... that, that uh, uh, you know, we talked about in, in uh, 
in Saints and Sinners um, is that I, I believe um, that the means of grace that are publicly administered, first of all, I believe they actually do something that is only possible in that moment. I think Mike would agree and all of us would agree, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, certainly. There is, there is an experiential, existential conferring of redeeming grace, not in some like, you know, uh, uh, Roman Catholic way, but in a, in a, in a reform way. Um, that really happens, and so my my here's here's one of the things that I I I have wrestled with and wrestling with. Um, do God's people, in the midst of a very real crisis, need those means? Um, I'm saying this respectfully. Um, please don't take it the wrong way. I believe that all the more right now. Um, we need that. Yeah. We need it more than that. And so that was one of the things that has led me to think, like, how do we wisely figure out how to do um, church the way we've done church in some? Because because I think we need need to reconnect with Jesus right now more than ever. I mean, that's just one thought, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a lot to wrestle with. Definitely, I agree with Aldo in the sense that you can't just simply come up with a decision off the cuff of, of you know, and uh, and stick with it. It's it's very hard, man, to to kind of process this because there there is uh, there is a reality that there is a danger. There is a reality mm-hmm. that we should be wise. There is a reality that mm-hmm. loving neighbor. Uh, may mean that we uh, stay away from neighbor and for the for the sake of their health, uh, their physical health. Uh, but then there's also the reality that when we look at scripture and when we look at church history as well, what we see is that you know in the midst of persecution, in the midst of danger, in the midst of pestilence, in mm-hmm. the midst of you know all kinds of thing, the church does not stop to gather. You know. And to uh, um, you know receive the means of grace that Christ has ordained for us to receive. I and mean, we see this in the book of Hebrews. You know, here is uh, the Hebrew writer writing to a people filled with fear, uh, a people uh, being persecuted, being arrested, being uh, beaten, you know, um, um, being murdered, and yet you know he tells them not to neglect. The gathering of the saints, and why is the reason why he tells them not to neglect the gathering of saints? It's because it is through the gathering of the saints that they are to uh, encourage one another in the faith. It is through the gathering of the saints that they are to, uh, uh, you know, receive the means of grace that God has ordained for them to continue mm-hmm. holding on to Christ, you know, as, as opposed to letting go, and so. Uh, you know, people may say, well, we can do this virtually. Can we? I mean, can, can we do this through a screen? Uh, can we, you know, and, and, and I would say that those, that is something that cannot, and I think we all would say, that is something that cannot be replaced mm-hmm. by a screen. Yeah. You know, because when we look at those passages, uh, we see the, this, 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 uh, this one another plurality, this, and this one another uh, of, of caring and encouraging and loving and, and, and singing to one another and receiving from one another what Christ has. So that's those are things that cannot be duplicated through a screen. 
Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so I agree with Aldo when he says that. Listen, now, you know, you can call it, you can call it, man, a Bible study, or, yeah, yeah. or, or you know, call it whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. But you cannot call it, yeah, church. This yeah, is, yeah. you know, there's no such thing as a virtual and, church. And, and so, how long will we stay without gathering? That's the thing that yeah. we are wrestling and, through and, as a church. And here's my question too. And again, it's 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 a hard question. So let's say, what if this goes on for six months? Yeah. Then what? Mm-hmm. Because I think the assumption is like let's just pause, and in four weeks, two weeks, three weeks, what if not? I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying like, um, would you, would you then be able to kind of I guess process it in the same way and and be like, well, no, I mean we can't go months and months and months and months. Um, and I'm like, well, these the this is the world we live in now, okay, where. Actually, let's just say this. We're in the world that Christianity mostly has lived in for most of the time in most places, okay? Um, in most of the world right now, to do Christian things is risky. Now, obviously, this is different risks. There's, there's, there's a multiplicity of risks. There's social risks. There's physical risks. There's economic risks. There's actual political. You know, yeah, right, all kinds of risks. But right now, in most of the world, it is risky to do Christian things. And in most of church history, it is risky to do Christian things. And so here's what I want to ask us to consider is, do we have a way to process Christianity in the face of real risk? Because I do think that if, if you go to the scriptures, the question to me, does God's people do God's thing? At the in the face of risk, I would say I, I think I have a lot of biblical case for that, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and what's interesting to me, we, we're, you know what you know what 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 happened in China is the the uh, the underground church in China is said to have gone to the place that was most infected, yeah, yeah, at their own risk, yeah, um, to do God's God stuff, yeah, you know. And so look again, I'm not arguing for some kind of fanatical running brave heart you know with your sword um into the corona mud pit okay for the gospel um but i do think we need to have a real place for real risk to do what we do yeah and what does that look like what does that mean for you you need to figure it out because the the, the reality that we can gather um um without real risk it's an illusion that americans have been afforded for a long time yeah yeah in, the, in 1918 when we had the, when uh, there was the spanish flu uh, i mean so many churches in the northeast uh opened up their their doors mm-hmm. uh for the sick to come in and yeah. to be cared for you know, they didn't shut down their doors, you know, and, and, and so, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I think that I'm, I'm okay. Listen, I mean, we, we are a Puerto church. Uh, we don't own our own building. And so therefore, uh, we're shut down. The school where we meet is shut down. Yeah, the, me too. We, the, we, we can't meet in the theater. The parks, uh, we were thinking about maybe doing something in the park and just having people come to the park and we could gather there. Parks are shut down. The beach is shut down. And so it, 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 it makes it hard for us to meet. But but we're thinking, man, we're praying, our pastors, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking because, you know, how long can we go that way? 
I mean, there's got to be a point where uh, virtual church is just not going to happen. I mean, it's just not, it, it, it's not the church. Mm. It's not the local gathering. You know, it can be a supplement to maybe a few weeks of, of us uh, being wise about this, but uh, it can definitely, it definitely will not replace it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think something else, and and man, this is gonna sound. This is gonna sound. Uh, um, it, it, it maybe it could sound, but listen. All due respect. God is the one who gives us permission to gather. God, Almighty, who has inaugurated His kingdom on earth through the church. He is the one who gives us permission to gather, okay? And so do we, do, we, do we pit that against civil government? No. Do we ignore civil government? No. But the reason we gather and the right we have to gather comes from directly from our king. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I want to process... Um, the reality on the ground that I'm connected to in light of that. Um, and so the king, listen, the king, the king summons his family based upon the right that he has claimed over her, right? Um, and so I think that's something that we have to consider as well as, as we talk about this. Um, and, and yes, we're, we're talking about social seclusion. Do it. Um, but let me tell you one thing that I, I, I don't think I will ever seclude myself from. I will never seclude myself from my family. That's right. That's right. And guess what? The Bible tells me that the body of Christ is my family. Yeah. And so I'm all for social seclusion and I'm all for like, hey, man, um, if, if you have certain things that are wrong with you or if you have certain people at risk, like, please, please, um, you know, be alone, but I, I'm I'm sorry. I am not secluding myself from my family. That is my family, um, and within reasonable, cautious risk, um, those things. I mean, come on. Like, I'm not gonna ignore my wife right now. Yeah. I'm not gonna ignore my kids right now. And the gospel has made everyone in my local church, and not even that, but obviously, like, it's they're my brothers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, we have they're some, my sisters. I mean, to to that point, Aldo. I mean, we have some elderly folks in our church. Um, our, our church is pretty <clears throat> equally; it's pretty diverse. So we have a lot of young couples, but we have some elderly folks, and we have some elderly folks that live on their own. You mm -hmm. know, and uh, you know, I've been, I've been you know calling, see how they're doing. If any one of these ladies from our church that are in their late sixties, seventies, if any one of them Contact, con contacted the, the virus and they're living alone at home, man, you better believe that, you know, we're, we're, we're going to put some mask on, we're going to whatever, but we're going to go to their house yeah, yeah. and care for them. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, because like you said, they're family, yeah. you know? And, and so there's an aspect of it uh, that I agree with you, man. It's like, man, I, I'm all for being wise, uh, but in times of war, in times of pestilence, yeah. in times of, of, of the suffering of this world, we have Christ. And therefore, you know, we should be the first ones 
taking risk yes. for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. And I, th- I think something else to think about too, man, is that there's, um, there's always two sides to, um, I think, reality. And, and Revelation um, takes us into like the heavenly do- domain side. And so, okay, on the ground, what are we here? Like, the, the, you know, the church, the church gathered is a risk. I get that side. But you know what heaven says? The church gathered is the only sanctuary on earth. Mm, yeah. yeah. There's only one place on this planet where people can have true refuge. Yeah. And it's where his people are underneath the mediated means of Jesus. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, there's two angles to the equation. Yeah. But I, all due respect, I do feel a little, a little frustrated with people making the only true refuge on earth sound like it's a massive, massive danger to avoid. I think there should be a little bit more respect um, and nuance as you talk about the only refuge on earth being a risk, right? It's a risk. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, man, don't, 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 ma- we're, we're not a mall, man. Mm-hmm. We're not a mall. We're not a restaurant. We're not a, a a concert. We are the New Jerusalem. We are we are the body of Christ, man. Mm-hmm. We are the eschatological temple. Yeah. We are the place where God sits and dwells amongst the people. I think we need to be. Sometimes I feel like we talk about our meetings like it's just like every other meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and remember one of the things that we talked about earlier? What did yeah. we say? Like, listen, governments still getting together to do their job, right? Yeah. Hospitals are still getting together to do their job, right? Yeah. Walmart. So why? Because they provide a life-giving service that is essential, right? Um, here's my question I want to ask us. Do we see ourselves as emergency responders who provide a life-giving service? Right, right. I do. I, I believe that when when I step into church, okay, I am speaking the words of resurrecting life to people's souls who need it for life. Like Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And he says, I am the vine, you are the branches, he abides in me. I mean, we are doing something much more life-giving and life-sustaining than an EMT and than a Walmart. And so in a sense, I understand when we talk about like, yo, man, life's got to shut down. Life's got to change. Life's got to become simplistic. Absolutely. But guess what? There are certain kinds of people that provide certain kinds of services that are utterly necessary for life. And I believe the church is that place. That's right. That's right. So. Like you said, it, it, it should be the last place to shut down. Yeah. So, man, like, let's. Let's just not make it. Let's just not make it so easy and so simple. Um, and let's just not walk away from it as easy as I think we we have. Um, and maybe you say, "No, this has been very, very, very hard for us." I'm like, "Well, not hard enough." Yeah, it, it should. It's it not should, hard enough. It, it should really be grieving, and, and it has been. I mean, I, I know, I know, my heart grieves that I won't be able to, you know, gather uh, with 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 the flock this this Sunday. Um, but it should be, it should be grieving, man, you know, yeah, as, th- as opposed to, you know, and I, man, I, 
maybe I'm just being judgmental here, man, but, you know, uh, you know, seeing people celebrate, you know, online, you know, their, you know, their setup for a virtual church, you know, for the next two, three oh, months. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I, there's nothing to celebrate. There. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to yeah, celebrate. Yeah. I, I saw, I, I they saw, should be grieving. I saw someone say, oh, not, not someone, multiple people brag about how many views they got and how God's moving. And I'm like, really? Really? So the fact that a bu- your, your, your people were not able to um, reconnect with the living God through the covenant assembly where God really shows up, um, they weren't able to do that. You're celebrating and parading the fact that you got a bunch of likes on a, on a video screen. You know what? Like again, I, I don't think that 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 really shows how serious this is and how dire it is for us to have to be able to be together. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not a, it's it's not a win that I had. Instead of having 200 people present, I had 2,000 people watch. That's not a win. No. Okay. Now we could say, hey man. Isn't it great that God's word still goes out? Yeah. Um, but but again, like I, I agree with you, man. Like th- there's that's not that's that's not a win in team G in, in Tim G in team team Jesus's uh I guess you'd say win box. Mm-hmm. That um you got you got this really popular growing um audience um that you didn't have before. Um, and I also think something too, man, is like we look. We can't we can't pit apart the commandments against one another, right? Right. So, I think I think we should when, when we're obeying the Ten Commandments, um, they should always be complementing each other. And here's what I'm hearing: is that hey, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. The Sixth Commandment is 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 murder, right? I believe so, man. Um, I'm actually, I'm the gonna, fifth I'm commandment is twenty and find out. <laughs> the fifth commandment is about authority with parents as the right as a focus. Yeah, six, that's the 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 entrance into the second table of the law. Yeah, the sixth commandment I think is I think is murder. The seventh commandment is adultery. So let's just say fifth and sixth. So I've heard this said many times, and again, please listen to like this conversation as gospel on tap as. A a multifaceted conversation for yeah, you to consider. Right. It's the six is you shall not murder. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I hear people say. It's like uh, you know, like we need to obey the sixth commandment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the sixth commandment doesn't invalidate the second. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you just did that. You just basically put the sixth commandment over the second commandment. The second commandment regulates worship. So you can't do that. We can't. We can't say I'm keeping the sixth commandment to scratch out the second commandment. We we have to we have to understand that both commandments exist side by side. So I could be a worshiper without being a murderous person, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the way the way it's being phrased now is is to somehow embody look again, I'm saying um I, I have literally thought this. I've thought about having ten small groups on a Sunday, okay, where I would with my worship guy uh, do a worship service, okay? So I'm not sitting over here saying like I, I, I'm just life is as how it is, you know. Just trust God, okay? Um, makes right, sense, right? 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 
You're um, taking precautions, in other, yeah, in yeah. other words. You're not just ignoring what the authorities are saying. Yeah, but but I I, I, I we can't I can't say that the that that the sixth and second commandment cannot exist together. Um, I I think they always can. Okay, now is well, it, I mean, in Jesus' says they certainly do. Yeah, right. The, yeah. the essence of the law is summed yeah. up in yeah. loving God, loving neighbor. Is it going to be messy? Is it going to be complicated? Is it going to be? I mean, will people die? As I keep the second commandment, will people? Yes, yes. I mean, uh, the reality. I mean, uh, Romans eight talks about the uh, the death um, and how we're slaughtered all day long. So yes, in the second commandment, there is a there is a casualty um, of life. About, think about you know we've seen a few cases, uh, not not many, but we've seen a few cases in the United States of uh, of people coming in and, and shooting up churches, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine we lived in a time and period in the United States where uh, where that's happening every week, yeah, right? Where 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 people are persecuting the church to such a degree that every week you hear. Of churches were who were worshiping the Lord, and some you know crazy person came in and shot up the place and killed a few you know yeah, all, yeah. all of the members. I mean, what what would we do then? Well, you know, well, well, would, would well, we just yeah, say yeah, you know and, and yeah? Because I got kids, I got a wife, right? You know, I can't go to church. But and here and here, someone may say this right now. They may say, "Listen, um, they uh, what you're saying." Um, it doesn't apply to to this situation because this is not persecution. Um, you're right. I think I think in some sense I, I understand that. But listen to me very carefully. We are not dealing with the explicit reality of persecution, but we are dealing with the general reality of risk and Christianity. Yeah. So here's what I want to ask. Um, if we can't somehow fathom in our minds. How, how coronavirus risk and church business can exist together, okay? If we can't fathom that at all, as a test, as a, as a, as a taste of risk and Christianity, what are you going to do when your family can put, be, be put in jail? When you can lose your job, okay? Because let me tell you something. It's not if... That's coming. It's when. That's right. That's right. And so, man, like, again, I'm not arguing for um, this kind of like false, we're persecuted for the gospel, like, you know, uh, uh, boldness. But I'm saying you're going to have to start thinking right now, right now, how risk and Christianity go side by side. Yeah. Um, and this is tiny compared to like the stuff that that Christians face, you know. Um, where it's like, am I really gonna? Am I really going to go gather? I mean, I got a family, I got kids, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I got a I got a mortgage, and um, man, like I don't know, man. To me, like regardless of how you process this, uh, this is a wake up call. To the American church. Yeah. It's not safe to be Christian. 
No. It never has been. It never will be. And I think I think in some ways, like we're just kind of stepping into like a well, a, the, one, the one who instituted the church and gave his life for her in order to 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 make her be promised us trials. Yeah. I mean, he didn't promise us safety. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, let's let, let's let's stop there, guys. Um, thank you, guys, for joining us for another episode of Gospel on Tap. Like us on Facebook, share a review, and remember, well, you know what? And spread the love. All right, spread some some Gospel on Tap love out there, and remember, God loves you in Christ as you are, not as you should be. Thank you.